Hi, and welcome to the 111th episode of the Keen Minds podcast. We cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is season eight, episode four, Elizabeth Keen. She's number one on the blacklist. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. And thoughts? Yay, nay, Where good to begin? Uh, something interesting. Um, Something interesting. I want. I like Alina Park. She was good. She was the uh, voice of reason. She yeah. and Aram were the voices of reason. No, throughout. Aram wasn't the voice of reason. He was last episode. This one, eh, not really. Uh, he yeah. was at certain points. He he definitely had his moments. Yeah, and his moments in which he wasn't that bad. I mean, unless you, compare him to wrestler. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you compare anybody to wrestler, he's, you know, there, anybody compared to wrestling is a shining example of fine intellectual and moral fiber. Um, but, um, it, 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 it's, um, but Alina Park was a bright spot in the episode. Let me just put it that way. She was. And um, this one was written by Sean Hennon, who was a redemption writer, and also the writer for Ruin, which I found very interesting. Ruin, the uh, Orion Relocation Services, Rasvet, um, and a bunch of other mythology-heavy episodes. Yep. Um, and, and I've liked most of them. Um, I gotta say this one, I'm not a fan. And Let's I, just put it mildly, I'm not a fan. I am on the direct opposite of this, which some of you might find bizarre considering our opening scene that we had. I loved this episode. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I liked the episode arc and I liked the story points where it's going. It's the execution that leaves... um, Quite a bit to be desire. We almost lost Tessa off the podcast, but thankfully she actually does value loyalty above all else. Yeah, as opposed to Red, who says he does, but doesn't. Join me in judging Red. Join me on my side. <laughs> yeah, well, I, this you is know, more I, than judging Red. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with, with, uh, with, uh, because I'm seeing the, the, this is like a chess a chess uh, thing, and I'm seeing the, the plays, you know, 10 moves ahead, and there's no recovering from this. So anyway, where do you want to start analyzing since you loved it and I hated it? <laughs> oh, well, let's jump into the task force because they mm-hmm. had some interesting moments. I really, I, well, okay, Let, let's start with Wrestler because that opening. Let's absolutely game- start with Wrestler. I'm sitting there, and I was, as soon as it opened, one, I mean, everybody knows I'm not a Keenler fan, so, I mean, let's just get that out of the way. I did not enjoy that particular episode, that particular scene. No one's surprised over this. But on top of my shipping, I'm, I am a huge wrestler fan, and I'm going, oh, he's dead. He's, he's going to die. This is what's setting him up to die, and I was so I've upset been, and so worried. Haven't I been saying that from the very beginning since last season? I know, and you have been saying it, and I've been hoping you're wrong. The only thing that I do think might have pulled me back from that particular ledge of, oh my gosh, please don't kill Ress, and terrified they're about to kill Ress, is the fact that Aram, who is not sexually, emotionally tangled, um, he's thinking with his heart instead of his head, but for different reasons than wrestler, Aram made the same decision of when he saw her, he still let her go. And and so the she fact didn't that didn't really have a choice because she had the gun on her and his was on the table. Uh, and I mean, she's basically true, threatening with her. So I'm not sure that Aram made a decision as much as probably decided not to traumatize Agnes a bit more. I mean, that is potentially true, but he certainly felt like he made that decision when he was talking to Cooper. And he had his letter of resignation along with Wrestler having his, and both of them said, we feel compromised. We do not feel like if if this task force's job is to bring in Elizabeth Keene, we don't feel up to that task, and we need to recuse ourselves from this. And then Cooper said, yeah, that's great. 
let's but we're still gonna gotta do it ourselves oh i mean it's i I understood cooper i mean from both we kind of need the task force still involved from the story side of it (laughs) we don't want to let them go um i I liked how they handled it because it was it, it was a nice balance of hey in reality these people would not be anywhere near this case but this is also an alternate reality working with a heightened reality. And so it was a nice balance of acknowledging, hey, we understand this is what reality would bring us. But this is also the blacklist world. And we're not taking the task force away from this. Mm-hmm. We're not pulling them from this story. And so I, I liked that. And it also made me feel a little less like we're about. I mean, I, I, I hope I'm right in this because I don't want to lose wrestler. <laughs> Well, I, I, I mean, the, the the moment that wrestler again and again and again kept doing this, and it's like it, it kills me when people uh, when I hear people saying, "Oh my God, we were seeing this. It's so romantic." No, it wasn't. She just turns around to Essie and tells her, "Yeah, you. I know how to stay ahead. You have to basically just go in and have your point so that you can have your your." Your plan. I will say, I do think Liz cares for Wrestler. I do think she cares about the task force. As I, much as she can. Yeah, I just don't think she's much. in love with Wrestler. Um, and I understand that a lot of that shit. Elizabeth King is only in love with the things she doesn't know. Mm, I don't know if that's true, but. She loved Tom, but once Tom died, it's just the things that she doesn't know. She seemed very. The the memory of Tom was very strong in this episode. Yes. There's a lot to get into there. We'll unpack that in a bit. But with Wrestler, and some of it I'll admit is shipping, but it's also just a character analysis of Elizabeth Keene in that she uses people. And it doesn't mean necessarily that she hates them or that she doesn't have feelings for them. I just don't think she has the kind of feelings for Wrestler as Wrestler has for her. No, I don't think that she's capable of them. No. I I think uh, that um, the only people that Liz had that kind of feelings was Tom. And I'm not even sure that if Liz were to meet Tom now, Liz will be able to have that. Um, I thought um, about that. Wouldn't it be fascinating if we had some sort of memory loss Tom and so pre-season one Tom met current dark Liz? Like... It would be terrible. It would yeah. break my heart. But, oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen because Ryan just wouldn't have the, the bandwidth to be able to do that. But, oh, it would be an interesting story. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, Wrestler, Wrestler was definitely not thinking with the right head. Uh, he was totally emotional and taking lost uh, taken and I mean the moment that she tried to kill him then it comes with this soft story which we know is a soft story because yeah she was affected for about five seconds and then she could pass it like is Red Dead is Red Dead yeah but the other guy was there is Red Dead is Red Dead um doesn't seem doesn't spell to me oh how I love wrestler and how I feel terrible that I almost kill him you know, it could have been a Ram in there. It could have been Cooper in there. She just didn't care. She's hyper-focused. She's hyper-focused on this goal that she has. I, I thought, honestly, Dennis, that it is entirely possible that Liz was had a, another memory manipulation or somebody went in there when she was... Um, when. Uh, in uh, when um, Katerina um, Birdie knocked her on the head and Skovic was there. Because she's been now parroting everything that, that Katerina said when before she was parroting everything Kate said. It's like she's like, there was a crazed look, I gotta like kill him, I gotta kill him. The man's dying. I mean, why bother? I mean, I, I felt like this episode really brought me, I mean, I was fond of your, your theory last week about Kate maybe putting something into her her brain to to, to trigger this hyper focused on killing red. It made sense to me last week. I feel like this episode just pushed that theory either even further into, you know, something that makes a whole lot of sense for the story being told. Because she is, she's so, so focused. 
the only thing that broke that was Agnes. And she wasn't even focused on Agnes until she saw the washer and it was like something clicked and she went, I have a family. I should probably try to get my kid. Um, yeah, it, it was, I mean, I, I, I could, my, my beef with the episode, it's not that I could, I could not see where it's going. And I actually like where it's going. Um, it, the execution felt, and it's the first time I'm using this, and it's not lightly, lazy. Um, there were so many ways to do the same thing in different ways. But with Wrestler, I mean, Wrestler was well done. He was like over and over falling for her. Uh, and it's like Aram was like, I know you saw her. Um, and, you Love know, it's like everybody would. And, and Cooper is like, if somebody comes to your door, you know, <laughs> looking at Wrestler. Uh, I was I was. I was so, expecting Wrestler to do exactly what Wrestler did. Um, I I am almost certain Wrestler will not survive the season. I mean, if he survives the season, it's only to be killed in the now available season nine, which is a horrifying thought. Uh, yeah. I, season nine, not Wrestler being killed. I, I know. I, I, I'm very torn because I, I do love this show and I enjoy doing the podcast, but it just, it breaks my heart how thin it gets sometimes. And an entire, like, we're at the beginning of season eight. This, I, I assume we've got 22 episodes of this they season. They won't. Oh, they, they won't, won't do okay. 20. No, because, I mean, I think that the only, the only thing they can manage is like 12 to 15. Okay. No, see, that makes more sense then. And I wondered if they might get renewed for nine if they weren't able to get the full 22 because of the pandemic. That makes more sense. I just, the, the thought of having 22 episodes for eight and 22 episodes for nine, that makes me cringe hard because you're just stretching it into oblivion. It's not that the story being told isn't interesting. It's not that I don't love the writers yeah. and the actors and everybody involved. I just really want, but there is a time to put an end to things yeah. so that the 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 whole of it is intact and and watchable and enjoyable. Agreed. Um. So I have a question for you. Where did you feel like the the writing got lazy on this episode? Well, um, they've always been fond of dumping down some people to make Liz smarter. And sometimes it works, like, for example, in, in Anna McMahon, it worked nicely there because she was doing all these great things. And the task force, were, they were not dumbing down. They were just in, the, in a cage, in, in the box. That, that worked. Um, but in this episode, we have, we have Wrestler. We have her, I mean, her, her plot to get... Uh, read, uh, read to distrust, to distrust uh, Marvin was brilliant, and and what it does by making him look like a fool and that has no loyalty is brilliant because basically Red had survived everything, even having no money because he had loyalty. So people would still do things for him out of loyalty, but once that is done, that's what kept him afloat. Take that away, he has nothing. So that's one thing that I thought it was particularly well done. So uh, kudos there. It is these little things that kill me. For example, Cooper didn't disable her badge. That's stupid. Because the, the fix for that was very simple. She could have just waited for somebody to come in there. It would have been a two-minute scene, at least getting somebody's badge, getting into the post office, problem solved. Don't make Cooper look like an idiot. And and also make her look even more um, smart and prepared and doing all this. Uh, why would you have Red fall for that particular ploy that wouldn't fool a 10-year-old? They did, they did that, that dumbing down of Red. Which I could understand it in red. Red is under tremendous pressure. Um, we don't know the side effects of all those medications he's taking. He's sick. I know all of those things. Those things work for red. 
what they do not work for is for Dembe. Because Dembe will be the one telling, you know, before we start um, basically making an enemy of somebody who knows all your secrets by torturing them, uh, perhaps we might want to have Tadashi investigate those tickets and see who bought them. Um, so it doesn't really work, and it, it felt like really that's the best you could come up with because there were easy solves for that. He could have had, I, if if the object was to create an idea that that Liz was taking, I mean, the, taking the money was an easier way of doing those things uh, by having her take uh, Marvin at gunpoint and then leaving him with like no evidence that he was ever done that he was de- taking. Uh, hostage, uh, taking Becky hostage. There were so many things to do that could have been done to address that in a more in a smarter way. Um, and then then we we're sprung like, oh, Tom had this apartment in a life I didn't know about a few years ago. So this is not like at first when they first got married seven years ago. This is supposedly after, but we haven't heard about that apartment. If she needed to have a place to remember Tom. She could have just had that thing around her neck that would have worked. But no, now it was an apartment we know nothing about. And that's coming from the guy who gave us 36 words to wrap up redemption. So that pisses me off. But it's it's the it's it's red torturing Marvin on such a stupid thing with nobody saying like, whoa. Wait a minute here. How about if we just investigate before torturing? Because the guy is telling you he didn't do it. When Kate did the same thing, you were about to kill the guy. And it turned out that he was innocent. So maybe, maybe just be a slight more careful. And then then there is Rudiger who's like, he's a snitch. Um, excuse me, mister. Uh, I know you were half drunk most of the time. But weren't you escorted by cops in full riot gear to get you into the UN so you disable that thing and you think that he's not in bed with with authorities Rudiger was a traitor uh she said that he was a traitor to the United States which also was a little bit like yeah he's German why would he care yeah (laughs) Rudiger is supposed to be German uh yeah I didn't understand Liz's you know decision to tell him that one and but to to Sean's defense, Rudiger didn't seem at all bothered by it. He's like, I don't yeah, know which, oh, from which, which country. country. I don't care. Um, and then she's like contacting Hetty that hated her. Yeah, and Hetty knows. Hetty knows he works with the FBI. That's yeah. the one that she was like, hey, he's he cut a deal. And like Hetty has to know that. I, I'm with you. I I thought about that one. So all, all all of these things felt like like. Mm. If they, I mean, I, I I don't mind that she used that, but the reaction from the character would have been like, oh, come on, give me a break. Haven't you seen you around him and your FBI and, and your friend Cooper and all these people that were involved in so many of these things? And they don't know that is the, that it, it just felt, it was littered with these tiny little things that annoy me to no end. And and to me, the most important thing about about Red is is that however bad he is, he has loyalty, sense of humor, and smarts. Now suddenly, and none. Yeah. Um, so the conversation that that I had to uh, with a friend saying, you know, talking about did it really make sense for Red to jump on that that quickly? Um, was a, a statement that, you know, hey, and I think it was, um, uh, they think I'm a bitch over on Tumblr that made this comment. She said, when you're on that many pills at once, it can put you into a brain fog. And that that's completely accurate. Th- that sort of medication, as much as he's taking. But to your point, Dembe's not taking that medication. So it's, yeah, that was definitely forced. Um, I thought it was very interesting, and I also, it had me, you know, wipe my hands clean of Red once and for all, mm-hmm. um, because he really doesn't have any loyalty after that, and that's, 
it's a shame because he's always been relatively loyal. I mean, if someone screws him over, he's quick to screw yeah, them over. And I understand that. I mean, we've seen Brimley torture, you know, a number of people, but it's different to, to torture somebody who had gone to jail for you, who kept his mouth shut, who was so distraught last episode when he was sick and started coughing blonde, and he was frantic with, with worry. So this whole thing felt to me like, sure, I can get Red. I just don't get Dembe. And once you put Dembe in there, uh, my first impression was, you know what? It's lazy writing. Um, it, the other gen came up with this thing. You remember that Dembe was supposed to take Liz to Red's apartment when he was going to deal with Katerina. Yeah. But then he stops and Liz conks him on the head and basically he let her go. Because you're telling me that, that Dembe was armed and stronger and faster, cannot overpower Liz and take her down and bring her to the apartment? Doesn't he, I'm not telling her that to beat her up, but just enough to get her into the car and go. Instead, she fools him or not. Then on this episode, she's, he's really accusing Red of what he did. Red didn't want Liz to see her mother or blonde cat being killed. He told Red Demba to take her away. Now Demba let her go. Basically now is accusing Red of letting of uh, wanting that and because it, it puts her into the shadows and that way that she's you know in the dark then she can be an effective uh heir to his empire so uh, i'm not sure you know that there is not something there it might be something to consider that it might be intentional that dembe is actually actually becoming the enemy within like yeah. kate was and i mean we've also got We've also got another angle potentially to look at the earlier. Uh, I think it was I guess it was late season seven when Dembe was really struggling emotionally and spiritually with what Red had done, you know, has become that he said, you know, when this started, we had a purpose. We were doing good things, you know, in his mind, at least he felt like Red had a trajectory. And in this episode, he did. He asked, you know, was this your plan? He said, I didn't have a plan. That's that reminded me so much of season five when Dembe asked him uh, why could you be? just be honest. And he said, I don't know. It's it's absurd because I believe Red had to have had some sort of a plan. Obviously, he had a plan going in or he wouldn't have just given himself up to the FBI. So I guess he straight up lied to Dembe or maybe he's just kind of wonky with the medication. I don't know. I mean, it's there are multiple possibilities with that. but. In season seven, when when Dembe was struggling with all of this, you had um, you had the whole situation when he almost told Cat, you know, blonde Cat everything, and you got the impression that Red kind of laid down the law that like either you're with me or against me, which I'll have to go back and, and look at those specific mm-hmm. uh, episodes, but. It just there was something in one of the comments along the way that felt like he he told Dembe, you're with me or you're against me. And the if he was against him and yet he stayed with him, if he betrayed if he stuck with him and then betrayed him, then he was the enemy. And whether Red meant it that way or whether Red would ever do that is up for grabs. But, but if he- if Wait, he wanted to do that, why save his life? Why not saying, okay, we're going to that 17, um, that uh, uh, triage unit that is 17 minutes away. Oopsie, you died. No, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying that, I mean, I, I don't think Dembe would ever do that. And I don't think that's in would. his personality. It would be not Dembe. You and Dembe are very different individuals. <laughs> <laughs> um obviously Liz and Dembe are very not different real, but he's not but yes uh, you know hey um <laughs> I'm just saying personality wise from the character and then yeah. you know I'm more similar to Red and I would do that to yeah. Red yeah because at that point I would say Red, you're you're acting against against everybody's interest and you're becoming a liability and Red would do that to a lot of people as well 
And so it's just a personality difference in how far you're willing to go. But my point is that there's a possibility that Dembe feels a pressure to be very careful what he goes against Red on. Um, that he, you know, to say, hey, don't don't torture Marvin and put his foot down on that. When I mean, because when he walked in there, he said, you know, is he OK? And Brimley's like, of course he is. He'll be fine. The point was never to deeply to me. I know. I don't think he was. I think he was psychological. Like, I mean, I think he was beat up a bit, but I think it was much more psychological with Marvin because this is a man that he just told Liz. Liz offered him 50% of a fortune and he went, Red is my friend. He proved loyalty. He went to prison for Red. He has again and again and again proven yeah. his loyalty. And then Red turned around and threw him to the wolves. Yeah, it was, it's, I mean, it, it just proves that Liz is also um, sometimes when I see Liz acting like this, I wonder, maybe he really is not her father. Because I don't see much of Liz, of Reddy Liz. I see Katerina. We don't know. We don't know about Katerina. I mean, because like you and I don't believe that Long Cat is the real Katerina. And so it's hard to say, you know, I, we see pieces of what we know about her, but what we know about her is all from other people's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what we're seeing in Liz right now is a woman that's been taken to the brink. She's had everything ripped from her. She's, you know, they, she almost lost her kid. She's had these questions that are just, Dembe said it last week, you've pushed her too far. I think that she finally cracked. She got pushed over the edge and she's like, and we're done. You wanted me to think like a criminal? Fine. I will think like a criminal. And here we are. Yeah, I get get that with Red. But the people she's hurting the most are people who have actually been kind and nice to her. Red expected that, but she almost killed Wrestler. Then she slept with him in order to feed him the misinformation, be on, be, be understand what, what was going on and feed him that misinformation. I don't think that's the only reason she slept with him. I think it was. I she, think she it, very, very clearly told Essie, I know what I, we, I know you're going to stay one step ahead. But and then go, shows up on the door like she didn't have a place to sleep. It doesn't have to be just one thing. I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is Liz has always used sex to forget trouble. It distracts her. We, I mean, even when she and Tom were together, she did it to him sometimes. I mean, she, she has used it as a distraction over and over again. And so I think she was in a bad emotional place. Yeah, sure, she needed a way in. It was a nice way in, but I don't think it was a... I don't you know, see any... Way any emotion whatsoever there. Well, I think it's a very selfish sort of like, okay, I can forget what's going on for a minute. Yeah. Same thing is with Aram. And like, it, it was just, she was, she was, she manipulated Aram. She manipulated Cooper. She manipulated, um, um, wrestler. Uh, she saw Marvin as being somebody loyal and and think about long term, not short term. Let's thinking about the now on a man who's dying. She wants to she's go, doing all this on a man who's dying when she knows quite well that she will inherit all of this. And instead of keeping a man who had been very loyal to Red to be very loyal to her, she chooses the guy who actually tells her, sure, I can betray this guy. And the guy who betrays Red will betray her just the same. I'm glad you brought that up because the moment that Marvin pointed out, you know he's dying. So why on earth can you, like, hang on, I have the quote in here. He says, "Um, that's right, you wait, you get everything, so wait. And she says, I can't. Marvin says, why? Because he killed your mother? You're declaring war to defend the honor of a woman who abandoned you as a child and murdered your grandfather. The writers clearly wanted the audience to see that. They wanted to shine a freaking beacon on it, Mm -hmm. that she's doing this. They don't want this to go past. And that statement right there is what made me look at it and go, I think Tessa's right. There's something that's been switched. Yeah. There's a a switch that's been flipped. 
And she is so hyper-focused on killing Red because it doesn't make sense otherwise. Okay, is it going to make you feel that much better to be the one to put a bullet in his head? And and you remember in the the trial, she was like, oh, my mother, I don't want to know anything about her because she betrayed my father and she framed me for treason. Oh, mommy, you're here. Let's kill Red. It's just, to me, I mean, I get what, what Liz is doing. Uh, and unless Denver really has turned, I think that I'm I'm personally like my 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 involvement in, that it was basically a hobby is done. I can't I I don't have any any emotional involvement with any of the characters anymore. I said you know unless Tom shows up from the dead, I really have no involvement with anybody. I mean I I was I was respecting around last week. This week it was like really. You think that woman who bombed a hospital, it's actually good caretaker for that child? You should have taken that child and give it to to child services or hide her somewhere. Body. Yeah. I mean, she's a grandmother who's pretty ruthless, but who loves a kid. And at least he's not trying to murder people like that. I mean, at least with when when Scotty does something like that is, you know, well, and, Solomon and was another. If we go into the legality of it if if Liz is not capable of being a mother and being the guardian then it would go the child would go to the next of kin which yes. is the paternal in this case from what we know the paternal grandmother is the only one out of jail and capable of taking care of her yeah exactly so it, it to me it was it was a decision in which I don't I, I don't I'm not holding any of the characters and I used to like them but but Dembe lately seems to me like, you know, if you're really into sabotaging Ren, then why freaking save him? I mean, just go to that unit 17 minutes away, get lost along the way. So you instead of 17, now it's like 25. And hopefully by the time he arrives there, he's dead. Your problem is solved. Uh, instead, he seems to be... I don't think he's trying to sabotage him. What was he asking if Red wanted Liz to see her mother killed when he was the one who let her go? Okay, that's a fair question. It wasn't like Red told him, hey, bring Liz so she can see the spectacle. Front row seat, some some popcorn in there. No. I. The thing is, I mean, and maybe he was asking about physically seeing him kill blonde cat but regardless of seeing it happen and it just happening with liz being hauled off let's say dembe did take her off to the apartment red still killed her still liz may not have had solid proof that he was the one that pulled the trigger but if blonde cat just disappeared she would have pieced it together or she would have you know burned the worlds to find out and so I, I think it's more of a broader sense of basically letting things go too far. Like, you pulled the trigger. Did but, you not know what she was going to do? Kind of thing. But, but how do we get to this point? It's the question. Once, once Liz abducted Dom and Dom told Blonde cat things. Red didn't have a choice. I don't think Red particularly enjoyed the moment. He kept telling her, I could have helped you, but that wasn't enough. You wanted answers. And and then and and now Liz is doing exactly the same thing. I mean, I'm back thinking maybe Blonde Cat is really Liz's mother because I see them acting pretty stupidly too. The same kind of stupid. Um Dom kept telling her, don't say N13 in front because you don't know who's, you know, that can land you dead. And she's not just saying it to, she's saying it to anybody who wants to hear her. And she doesn't realize she's going to get killed. And and I suspect, you know, from one of the leaked uh, things, that things are not going to be very nice for the task force either. 
I mean, this is going to be really nasty. She's going to get everybody killed. And I suspect Agnes might not survive. I don't think we'll end up with everybody dead at the end of this. This isn't going to end up as Hamlet. It's just from an accepting the ending sort of. Well, now we're going into King Lear. We're going through all of <laughs> the winter's tale with a with. And by the way, this is a guy who did the uh, the bear. Uh, he was uh, Norman Devane. Yeah, uh, not Norman Devane. Um, the guy with the bear, uh, Devlin. Was Sean, was Sean Hannon the one that did the the, the bear, bear. Oh, yeah, he did the bear. Yeah. He did, but the bear, the bear, it, I can see that as a nod to Winter's Tale, and there is nods to Romeo and Juliet, and there is nods to. But now apparently we're in King Lear. Well, the Mad King is just raving around. You know, there are no da two daughters. I mean, he does have supposedly another daughter, but that one, you know, apparently is out there doing Lord knows what. Okay, so here's a question about N13. Do you believe that red is N13 or not? No, absolutely not. I mean, that, I mean, people tend to confuse because somebody says, oh, it's a fact. Well, people who believe the earth is flat believe it's a fact. That doesn't make it so. You know, there is all kind of weird conspiracy theories that, that, that a lot of people believe doesn't make them so. Yeah, it was really interesting. I went back uh, this afternoon and started going through since the moment that that Blonde Cat mentioned in 13 in 801. I went through and tried to hit on every mention of it to see if I could pull together some something that made sense. Because I've done three watches of 804 and every time I'm like, I'm hearing fact, but my brain's screaming at me, don't believe that. And so I, I figured there was something in there. And the things that I found was that uh, it's uh, th it's an operative. Um, Blonde Cat kept saying he, but I she didn't know who it was. So that's just making an assumption on the pronoun. So N13 is an operative. They're an unidentified operative. They stole 13 packets of intel, theoretically, from... Um, Lebyanka Square, which is Russia. The KGB headquarters. And so, yeah. And so that means it's... I mean, a that's a fortress within a fortress, because in the Cold War, the borders uh, were closed. But, so that's someone attacking Russia. A mole, yeah. A mole yeah. within within the KGB. Um, Which could make sense if it was Katarina doing it. I'm not saying that I'm a Red Arena fan. Um, but like if, if Katarina was involved in this, which it sounds like she was, Dom said, you know, what she was planning was gonna break his was breaking his heart. So yeah, I could see him who had been a KGB spy saying my daughter is attacking our homeland. This breaks my heart. That tracks. But Red made the comment when he sits down, he says I don't hear from you people in 30 years and you're under the impression that I work for you still? Why? And according to Blonde Cats, this this person is still ciphering information for the archive. They're still involved with this archive. Dom said that in 13 or that that the person that had the archive, Katarina stole it, but Katarina and Reddington had it clearly red did not have the archive because the man he was meeting with was the one that brought him a thumb drive from that archive and he had not had conversations with them in 30 years i'm wondering if the real katarina is the one trying to pull him in and, and call the shots now she's in 13 i think she is because dom said so because he he told to blonde cat thinking that he was speaking to katarina that you stole it, but he has it. Yeah, and so I mean, if if I tell you one my one my my take on on what on what Blonde Cat told um, Heidegger was, hmm. you know, he says Reddington has it, and um, Reddington's um, Reddington is N thirteen. He has the archive. And you tend to think that he's speaking about the same person, but I always direct people to uh, Lord Baltimore. When we have Berlin, 
and Lord Baltimore's handler saying, you bring Reddington to me. And I said, no expenses. And the other one is when Reddington's being located, the extraction will take place tomorrow. And everybody's thinking that they're talking about Mr. Reddington. They're talking about Mrs. Reddington. So that to me makes sense. Um, But just because this guy, Sikorsky, is under the impression that Red is in 13 doesn't mean that he is. I mean, it's just what he believes. Uh, And what did you think he was? Sikorsky. The the gentleman that was sitting there or yeah, the Russian I, in, in uh with a beard. I think he was connected to whatever if this is the cabal that's running it, if it's a different organization running it, whoever, I think he was the gopher. He was the he was the delivery man for this. Oh. And so I thought him. he was uh Russian intelligence. And they're they're like Fitch, basically. He mm-hmm. gave me a very Fitch uh vibe could have been yeah and they're basically selling information to this scooty uh global uh and i guess it's it's i wonder if that scooty global is part of the cabal or one of the it gotta be connected to the cabal and i'm also wondering if the fulcrum was one of those 13 packets or there were 14 that were missing or something like that because it does seem to me that's what it was. It's too close to the fulcrum not to have some sort of connection to it. I agree with that. Okay. Um, are we good on everything? Are we ready to dive into what made me love this episode on top? I, I just thought it was a fairly good episode. I mean, I, I can agree Let's with you. Let's talk about Essie. First. Yes, good. I like Essie. Like, I didn't trust her at first. Um, it's, It just seemed too easy. You know, that Liz was like, yeah, he's going to kill you. And so suddenly she was on board with it. I mean, if, if someone said, hey, he's going to kill you and I had the, you know, the ability to, I would have just run. Like, why make it? Why? Put yourself out there to make it even more so that he's going to kill you. I mean, the the oh, he's going to kill me. So I'm going to definitely try to kill him in a way that it definitely points out to me because I'm with the last person in the room before he goes boom. Yeah, that doesn't quite. Um, uh, I mean, it, it just they were leaving so many traces there that it didn't make any sense to me. Um, but definitely, and then she disappeared. I mean, did Liz just kill her or send her away? Why wasn't she in that plane, too? Oh, uh, she was, uh, Liz sent her after Katarina's contacts. There's a conversation mm-hmm. that yeah. Liz in a car with Agnes, and she's talking to, it sounds like she's talking to Essie. Yeah. And she says, get oh. Get my contacts know. in there and get killed doing it. Well, I'll fly away. <laughs> hey, bye. I, I wouldn't trust. Liz to, but I think Liz seems to be fond of her I mean I uh, I don't know she's we'll using see. her she's being uh, she's, she's being very um, manipulative with her yeah I'll, I'll be curious to see if she builds her own you know team like Red has if she has any loyalty any more loyalty to them than she does the task force I don't see how. She had none. Liz doesn't know loyalty. She's never had. I think she was loyal to Tom after she became confident that she could trust him. I think that's one of the few people that she's, I mean, in this, that's a nice segue into, you know, the, the conversations about Tom because Tom for not being in the episode for having been dead for (laughs) since midway through season five, I mean, wow. <laughs> well, then, and ev- not- ever since they started with the box, and the box is where they keep the passports, and all these things are there, um, It's it seems like he's forefront, and now it's the... So... I found it fascinating that in the episode that they opened with her sleeping with Wrestler, Tom was throughout the entire thing. It was very interesting. It's There was something... Really cool. I assumed when I saw the the preview that she had kept the washer. That's what made sense to me. Uh, But apparently Tom did. And 
it was such an interesting scene for me for her to see that washer and she just sort of froze like it again like it flipped a switch in her brain and as soon as she saw that the entire episode was I have to get my daughter I have to get my daughter I have to get my daughter when before that that wasn't necessarily no focus and so it's I've made the comment I, I don't remember if I've made it on the podcast but I've made the comment outside the podcast multiple times that if Tom's alive, I don't want her coming back from the edge because of him. But I do like the idea of his memory being part of what reminds her that she has family and triggering that. I, I want her to choose herself and her family for her. I but that doesn't. so sad. I mean, for poor wrestler. I mean, those scenes where she just was like, and then she goes to the washer. It's like, oh, my God, it feels so sad for him. Yeah, it's, um... I mean, like, the guy deserved at least that she just had a fun day of memories with her time. But no, you know, it was like, it shows you where her heart was. And her heart was never with Wrestler, and that, you know, that's one of the things that I think it's really, it's not about, about liking Wrestler. I mean, I'm sure that she's fond of it, but Liz fond of it is like did you take the dog out we need milk the dog pee did you take the dog out i told you to take the dog out i i even made a little thing it's like uh, agnes is in new hudson and i said <laughs> oh yeah where is agnes uh, yeah you're not the you're not alone on saying that that's been stated yeah. multiple times <laughs> But uh, it just, it was interesting how saturated the episode was with Tom. We got not one, but I mean, granted, it was the same flashback, but we had two different flashbacks. They might not have had Ryan on the episode, but they had Tom on the episode via the flashbacks. It was just very, very pushed to the forefront, very much felt like a do not forget this character. He is still deeply entwined with this story mm-hmm. and keep him on your mind because Liz certainly is. Yeah. And it was a story before where the box who was given the story, how she met her father. Now it was a story, how her father proposed to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's carrying the thing around her neck. Uh, and the funny thing is I look at all these things and I think, Oh boy, if Tom would see that, um, he would not recognize Liz. I, I honestly think don't think that they would even be together. I think it Tom would take that kid and I, go. <laughs> uh, Tom, as he was when he died in season five, absolutely. Um, I think that Jacob Phelps would have gotten along a whole lot better with Liz as she is today. Yeah, um, but but not but not Tom. I mean, the way he yeah. was. No, I agree. Um, I agree. Um, I think that he would be very distraught over what's happening right now. Very yeah. distraught over it. It was a very upsetting episode for me. Um, not because I don't get what they're going for. Just because I object to the way they did it. I mean, um, that decision of torturing um, Marvin was... I was sitting there and I'm like, it's just like, I can't get it. I mean, I, I, I could even get him the medications, this and that, but Dembe, unless Dembe just really is pushing. Because if you think about all the Dembe, the things that Dembe had done, he sent it to the apartment that gave her the photo of the mother. Then he kept telling you, why can't you be honest? Why can't you be honest with her all that being lost? Um, it seems to me that Dembe has become the enemy within. I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. How about Cooper? Do you think Cooper is is sincere in... I mean, and what was up with Wrestler? Like, all these things, the bad things that, that Red does. Yeah, but Red is a criminal, honey. Liz was a federal agent bombing a hospital without having eyes in the room. Yeah, I think they've lost a lot of their perspective on stuff because, I mean, you heard me last week. That is still 
breaking my brain that Elizabeth Keene had some walk in there with a bomb in a hospital. Like that's, I, I will never say that's okay. Even if it comes out later, oh, her memories were manipulated and she was set on this path, this and that. It's still terrible. That's not good. And I mean, it has no moral compass. If you think about the things that the way Red goes about things, he always tries to minimize the damage to innocent people. Yeah. And Wrestler seems to be focused very much on Liz. That, you know, it wasn't, hey, she could have killed a lot of people. It was, hey, you, you nearly killed me, so I forgive you for this. Well, do you forgive her for this for everybody else that nearly died? Mm-hmm. I mean, not really your prerogative, sir. Aram could have been walking in. Cooper could have been in there. I mean, you don't know who could have been there. Um, just, just, uh, and the danger she was actually putting Essie on it, it was un- quite unfathomable to me. She basically offered Essie as a tethered goat because to use her to kill Red and knowing that, you know, then she'd probably be hunted. Um, Did you believe Liz when she took her to the safe house and said, hey, here's some money so you can escape? Or do you think she was just manipulating her to make her think, hey, I'm letting you go, but I know you won't. I know that looking like I'm letting you go is going to make you more loyal to me. Yeah. Liz, there was not a single moment in which Liz was not manipulating someone. And the way she's acting with Agnes, it's psychotic. Yeah, she's being, she's very much compartmentalizing. And it's interesting because when we started seeing Tom shift away from his spy brain, (laughs) for lack of a better, you know, just, just the operative brain that, you know, in, you know, the means justify or the, the end justifies any means. There was a moment in season at the tail end of season three when they're in Cuba and Liz had already been taken and the guy came and jumped him. Uh, or no, uh, Tom came in on the guy about to steal Agnes away and he was cutting the guy's air supply off and he found Agnes watching him do it. The kid was too young to ever remember this was happening or even process what was happening. But you could see it in Tom's face. He's like, my little girl is watching me. And there's going to be a day that she looks to me how to respond as a human being. And this is not it. Like, it, it, you could see that shift in there. Mm-hmm. That I am now responsible for a small child. And I want to do things right. And... I remember tracking small things that, I mean, he, he still did things. He still, you know, he still killed people after, but there was a difference. There was a shift, uh, you know, a hesitation when he did it mm-hmm. that had never been there before. I think Liz is going into the opposite realm here in which she's losing her hesitation, but she's just putting on this mask for Agnes that everything's okay. Yeah. And, and it's like, how is going to be that life on the run? With a child, I mean, the child not going to go to school. Is the child not going to have even a, a regular home? It's just going to be from from safe house to safe house, and uh, and I guarantee that she's going to get taken. I think that Liz, somewhere in Liz's mind, she was given that home. She she was given some semblance of stability, and to her, in her mind, it's it still left her with this gaping hole in her heart that she could never fill. And so, and she made the comment to wrestler. She said, my mother abandoned me. I can't do that to Agnes. I think that in her mind, as long as Agnes has her, she'll be okay. Because she did not abandon her child. Yeah, that could be. That could very well be. And she's just, everything else, it's, it's the compartmentalization. And she's just doing that like crazy right now. What did you think about that spring in that apartment that didn't exist in season two? <laughs> yeah, that that seemed pretty sudden. Um, uh, we're talking about Tom's safe house, right? Yeah, it reminded me so much of the 36 words to wrap up redemption. <laughs> yeah, it, it did feel like a, hey, we're on network TV. We could throw something in. No one's going to care. 
Um, the only thing I could think to maybe make it make more sense, because I mean, Liz seemed to know it was there. She seemed to know she just hadn't been there, or else she would have seen the washer. I'm wondering if it's a place that Tom put together um, when you know to store some stuff. There's a comment in uh, in the show Burn Notice that was on years ago, um, which is about a burn spy. And he says, you know, one thing spies do is they have a bunch of hideaways and they, they've always got, you know, ammo and guns and cash mm. and passports hidden everywhere all over, you know, various places. And we've seen Red do this. He has mm-hmm. his his uh, hideaways. I think this is just one of Tom's how the rent's been paid or whatever. Who knows? But that's something you're not supposed to ask on television. It's well, there's that's, a certain well, that's amount of solvable. That's not an issue. Is solvable. You could just leave a uh, a bank with a with a order or whatever. Yeah, but I, what I think maybe, um, and it could have been something that even into their marriage, maybe after they got back from Cuba, Tom grabbed it and was like, "Hey, you know, I've got this place." If it ever hits the fan again, here we are. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would have been easily explainable if she had not said, you know, he had a, ma, a life I didn't know about and all that. Because he made it sound yeah. like he was after. Um, he if had he had that- been like that, it would have been just like the apartment. Hey, this apartment, we, uh, you know, Tom chose it because you had this exit. I get that. That's fine. That that It's not that I'm saying the world has to be completely constructed when you start writing. Um, but you you can't just like throw things in there like yeah. oh they won't remember oh yeah, it we definitely will. it de- <laughs> yes we will have some faith in your in your audience um it definitely felt like the way she described it to Essie it felt like something that he had pre season 1 pre her finding out who he was and i don't think that nec- i mean and it could be that he's had it since then i i don't know it's it was handled poorly yeah, it, I it could have that. been just like, hey, this is one of those hideaways that that my husband had, and and I kept it. Yeah, and that would, that have, been would have been a very simple way of addressing that, because it it almost like everything about the episode when it came to her relationship with Tom seemed disgruntled. Like on one side, she's like saying like, you know, he was like this bad person who kept things from me. And on the other hand, she's like taking the, 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 the washer and, and, and having all these things. And it's just like, so. Well, I think that's always been something she struggled with because I mean, when he died, he died with the secret that, well, we know Tom was planning to tell her she can have that hope, but that doesn't mean that it's ever really like he's, he's gone. She can't ask him. It's you remember season one uh, when when he got stabbed, you know, I I just want you to wake up and tell me what the truth is. I mean, he's gone. He's out of her life right now and potentially forever. We don't know until the end of the show. And so she can't say, hey, honey, you know, hey, babe, were you planning to uh, to tell me about the bones or were you just going to let that sit forever in a day? And so because of that, I guess it's sort of her, You know, once it's safe, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, um, but that doesn't, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a bit of Schrodinger's box for her that he both was going to be honest and wasn't because he'd kept it from her. And so I think it's just a struggle that she always had, that he had kept things from her that, you know, I mean, that's that's how their relationship started on secrets and lies. So it's something that's always bothered her. Um but she loves him and she does know him and she does know that his heart was in it, even if his actions weren't always the best, you know, course. And it's also that I think she was being, I don't know. It's she, I think that she was holding on to it as a bit of a talisman that, you know, that, that, that washer reminded her and kind of reset her to focus on family to focus on her chosen family and the man that felt like home to her. Mm. There was that. Yeah, it was, it was very sad for, for, for all those scenes with wrestler that, you know, that, that they would have gone that way. I mean, if they were going to do something like that, I would have rather that they did it in a more, um, less sad way. Yeah. I mean, 
was it's sad. It is. It is. Um I don't know. I think it was intentional though. It's... Oh yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Wrestler. Somebody can start planning the epitaph because he's dead. Poor Raz. I hope not. But it's I, I also if if Tom is alive, I made this comment to someone last night. This we're recording this on Saturday evening. Um, right after the episode finished up in my time zone, I made a comment to a friend. I said, you know, if Tom is alive, because when they bring him back around so much, it, it gives me hope that he is. If he is, I I hate and despise when they uh, end love triangles, which this is iffy on if it is, but I despise when they end love triangles by killing somebody. And so I hope if Tom is alive, that they don't go and wrestler's dead now. Like that's, well, that's Russell cheap. was in a in a dead in a dead thing the second that he started. Um, dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> dead man walking. Oh, I hope not. I mean, just for a multitude of reasons, I really hope that he's not. But I also fear that he may be. That he just fell too hard for, and it's gonna get him killed. Yep. She's leaving a trail. <laughs> She's becoming her mother. She is. And I think that's the point. I, I do believe that that is a point that they're yeah. making. And I, I, mean, I hate that wrestler is the one they're making it with. Um, well, she's, she's also equally betrayed Ram, mm-hmm. who had been a steady friend. And she actually implicated him. Um, I mean, could she not get those things uh, on her own? Right. Like with her own signature, they had to be with a rum. Everything that she has done seemed to be. I mean, it's like that. It's funny because they're even the way that their makeup and all that is, they're making you harder. Very hard. Just like the same thing they did with uh, Blanca. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lila is a very beautiful woman, and they're, they were making her very hard. So it's it's all intentional. They're making us hate. Uh, but this season, this episode was very peculiar because he left me with nobody to root for. I'm still rooting for Liz. I am. I, I disagree with a lot of the things she's done. I It makes me sad. It makes me worried for her. It certainly makes me worried for Agnes and Wrestler and the, the task force. But I'm still rooting for her. I'm still hoping that somehow, some way, at the end of all of this, she comes through marginally intact. And I think there I have trouble finding a path for that, but that doesn't mean that there isn't one. And I'm that's where my hope lies is that she will in the end choose herself. And like like she told Kirk in season 3 or season 4, she said, you know, this isn't about you or Reddington, I choose me. You know, that this is my choice. Mm-hmm. And that I keep holding on to that and I keep hoping in the end, she will choose to make the decision that doesn't cost her her soul. And I do think that if she kills Reddington, especially on death's door right now, I like I understand that she's tried to run before and can't. That he's you know thing everything hit the fan <clears throat> and that she couldn't run. I get that, but he's on death's door. Like that's it makes it. Petty's the wrong word. Yeah, pointless. Pointless. Totally pointless. Um, And and as for killing Katerina, um, Liz seemed to forget everything Katerina did. And it's now all about, you know, Red. And at the same time, she doesn't... When when Dom was telling her things, she wasn't listening to Dom, you know? I, and to me, it's like I think that Red has actually told her quite a bit of things. So I find that, to me, be very off-putting about her. But I'm not sure that she has redemption because she doesn't have loyalty. And now Red has no loyalty. So the whole thing is a, I don't know, can we just do a bomb and finish this, put this out of his misery? Yeah, it's I, I'm interested to see where they take it. Um, I'm hoping, I, you know, and I've said for a long while now, even though Red has lost my love since about season four, I, it's 
I hoped for Liz's sake that he found redemption. Um, whether that cost him his life or not, I mean, I, I don't see a point of him getting out at this point alive. But at now, and I keep going back to what I've said about redemption arcs for many years, is that you have to scrape bottom. You have the character has to scrape bottom and has to. Yeah, but the problem with this is like that bottom has a bottom and the bottom has a bottom <laughs> of a bottom. And you keep going down and down and down. It feels like you're a spelunking down a down a freaking uh, uh It does, yeah. Well but, but you know You know, she, like those dreams in which you just keep falling and falling and falling. That's one of those. Yeah, but they they have to scrape bottom before they can start back up. And so I think that Liz needing redemption didn't like they had to take her really dark before compared to red that she needed redemption as well and so whether that means that someone's manipulated her brain or whether this is 100% her own choice is I don't know but I I do think I, I do hope that she gets some sort of redemption and that we are able to find that light in the darkness yeah I I'm just lost my I mean I'm I keep watching because we're recording this and we said that we would stick with it. Um but That's other than I that I would just wait. I, yeah, I would just wait till it's done and watch it then. Or if it weren't for this. I have I lost any interest because I still, I'm not invested in the characters. I mean, to me, what, what Red did to Marvin was indefensible. And even if Red is sick, Dembe is not. I mean, unless he got a morality-eating amoeba that got into his soul and suddenly he has none. I mean, we're not talking about somebody who's who's a criminal and who is on, you know, terrible things. He's actually been a good friend to Red. Yeah. Uh, it's they're in a dark place, no question about it. Mm-hmm. Yep, those women's put them in there. <laughs> well, do you have anything else? No, I don't. Okay, well, you guys can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and you can chat with us on Tumblr, on Twitter and Facebook and Reddit. Uh, Tess is over on Reddit. Until next time. All right. Be safe. Bye-bye.